Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Mark Combs, Chief Technology Officer of Vandalia Health. Mark, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare right now, but then for you in particular, as you're working through a merger of two organizations. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah. So um, I've been been in IT for over 25 years. And, uh, this is my second health health organization that I've been with. Have worked just about in every area of IT you can think of. It's a uh, it's a fascinating field and it's just constantly changing. So it's it's very keeps me very interested. That's for sure. Absolutely, I, I can imagine there's never a dull moment really uh, from the healthcare perspective. And you know, I, I'd love to hear too if you could talk a little bit more about how Vendelia Health it was formed and you know where you're at right now in that process of connecting the two organizations. Um, and, and then we can dive into the broader technology and health IT questions. Yeah, I would I would love to. Um, in January of 2021, I joined Mon Health System, and we were headed down one road. And uh, in September of 2022, we came together with Charleston Area Medical Center uh, out of Charleston, West Virginia. We're in Morgantown, West Virginia, up in sort of the north central region of our state, and we decided to come together and form Vandalia Health. The two organizations really have a lot of great synergy. And we're we're growing. Uh, we've recently added two hospitals, and we're looking at a lot of other acquisitions around the state. It's a very exciting time to be a part of uh, Vandalia Health, and I'm just really happy to be here and to be serving the people of the great state of West Virginia. Well, that's fantastic and definitely exciting to hear about the growth and development of the broader system. I know that's a huge undertaking. So with that in mind, what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing right now uh, for the organization as well as the headwinds that you have your eye on? Yeah, I think one area of growth that, that we've really finally started to gain traction in is the area of telemedicine. You know, a lot of organizations around the country have been very successful with this. It's something that we're really starting to see a huge pickup in being able to reach out to the rural areas of West Virginia and almost every single area of West Virginia is rural. Uh, we're a state of around 1.75 million people. Most of your listeners live in cities larger than that, but that's us. That's West Virginia. So population scarce. It takes 30 minutes to get anywhere and good health care is hard to come by, especially some of the specialty providers so we're really reaching out in areas like cardiology, endocrinology, other areas that, you know, people really can't get access to in, in some of these smaller places. They just don't have enough population to support the higher end physicians, their salaries. There's just not the population there to support it. So in the population centers like Charleston or Morgantown, where we have access to universities and we have access to more physicians and, and better infrastructure, quite honestly, um, we're able to extend those physicians' reach out into the smaller communities throughout the state and really help improve the lives and health of the people of West Virginia. 
That's a really great point, and especially thinking through, as you mentioned, the distance in, in a lot of the population living in remote areas. How do you, um, from the technology side, make sure that um, the different executives and, and um, the the people that you're working with have an understanding of what it takes to connect to the communities and, um, you know, maybe they might not have great access to wireless or, or some of those other types of things. So how are you thinking through some of those challenges and um, making sure that you're still able to connect as much as possible? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it, it always starts with process and people. So a lot of times when, when we started the telemedicine discussion, it was, oh, can we get this cart? Oh, can we get this access? Can we get this camera? Can we get this piece of technology? And I kind of kept trying to push back saying, wait a minute, do we even know what service we're going to provide? Do we have the physicians available to provide the service? Do we know how we're going to check patients in? Who's going to bill for it? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? The organization has caught up, and we have a, a great director of telemedicine here in what we lovingly call Vandalia North, and she's really been able to dive in and, and help with these operational issues. Once we got those straightened out, the rest of it kind of fell into place. We have a great telemedicine partner, in, in Teladoc, and we really have been able to reach out across the state. Now, as you said, connectivity sometimes is a concern, but usually, not always, but usually in these areas where we might have a rural health clinic or we might have, you know, community hospital or, or a, a, a critical access hospital, they do have some sort of high-speed connection already. So if we're working with in the clinics or working in and around that hospital area, and we're able to set up a room or, or set up something, you know, connected to that hospital's network. We're typically okay. Um, we're starting to strike out with um, some mobile solutions. Those aren't fully formed yet, but we're definitely moving in that direction. Absolutely, that's a really great point, and definitely great to hear that. You know, you, you're seeing some traction with uh, those types of services now. As we're moving forward with growth and development, I know right now it is uh, important to be using resources wisely. So what does that look like for you? Um, obviously, especially as you've got two organizations coming together, adding two more hospitals as well. Um, what does growth look like and how do you, are you adding value to the overall organization? How are we adding value to the overall organization? Isn't that the constant question we should all be asking ourselves? We are trying to deliver our projects on time, under budget. We're trying to be good stewards of the resources they give us in not over-purchasing things that, you know, hey, here's the next new shiny object. We want to make sure everything that we're doing aligns with the organization's um, strategic plan. I think a lot of times that's where IT departments get lost in the shuffle. Um, sometimes all they see us as is, you know, fix the computer or fix this or keep the telephone system running or whatever. But we really are and should be a strategic partner to the organization, understanding the organization's vision, sitting at the table with the executives, helping define that vision, helping to drive it, but also running alongside it. So we can't run ahead of the, of the company. We have to understand what the organization's goals are and then find the correct technology that will help enable those goals and enable um, what the business wants to accomplish. 
Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, it is great to hear from your perspective that you're able to uh, really just align with the larger and broader goals and objectives of, of the organization. Um, I, I think I'd love to hear when you look at your technology teams and the people that you work most closely with, how are they evolving? Is there anything different that you're seeing um, from from the teams that you're working with now as you're jumping into a high growth mode, I guess, for the overall uh, health system? Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, the, the culture is evolving. We're working with the teams to hopefully be more proactive, understand that their individual scopes as individual contributors is growing, learning and understanding that we can't work in silos anymore. Everyone's got to be on board and everyone's got a seat on the bus and everyone's got to move in that right direction. And there's no magic switch, you know, we may have been working a certain way for the last five years, 10 years, whatever. We kind of get used to that, and it's it's my responsibility and, and my leadership team's responsibility to help move people to a place where they can be more successful, help them see themselves in a different light. They're really part of a bigger picture um, and, and kind of help them look up out of kind of the day-to-day work, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that's great insight and perspective, especially when you're at a time where, as you mentioned, you need everybody uh, to be moving in the right direction and, and, you know, there's high change happening. Um, you know, I, I think that's very, very interesting to hear and a great mindset to have. Now, um, you talked a little bit about some of the different changes that are happening and how you really are um, moving forward with the best uh, interest and in, in the goals of the organization in mind. What do you see as being one risk or investment that's really worth making this year that will add leaps and bounds overall to patient care and what you're able to do in the future? Well, I I think I would answer that in, in probably two different ways. One, what would be right for our organization? Because, you know, generally when thinking about that question, you have to think about where you are, who you are as an organization and what your goals are. I feel like one of the investments that the organization is starting to to make is to um, look at digital front door patient intake, trying to better connect with patients on a a one to one basis. We haven't really got there yet. It's a lot of a lot of discussion. Our our uh, Vandalia South area is uh, probably ahead of that than the Vandalia North area, and I call them that. That that's how we designate them between the two organizations. We're early on in our merger process, so we still, you know, we're still kind of running somewhat separate, somewhat together. We're moving more together, and we're moving more strategically together. And I, and I, I think the the senior executive team is really doing a good job with guiding us um, that way. But it takes time. But I do believe that as an organization, we could do a much better job connecting with our folks, our patients, our consumers. Um, I was recently at an educational conference, and they made an interesting point. We spend so much time focused on the providers of healthcare and not on the consumers of healthcare. And I think that's a mindset change that all of us in the industry could probably do with. I think the second way I would answer that question is just looking at the growth and explosion of this thing called artificial intelligence. And it's such a buzzword. It's gotten so so big, but... We recently saw out of HIMSS that Epic and eClinical Works, and I think even Salesforce, are starting to integrate ChatGPT into their products. 
if we as as technologists in the healthcare arena don't lift our heads up and kind of understand what this is and what it means, it's quickly going to run over us. So just a couple of thoughts on areas I think we, we need to keep our eyes on. Absolutely. I think that's fascinating to hear. And certainly, um, as you mentioned, uh, having that chat GPT generative AI is something that's front of mind. We've seen the through the news, like you said, having Epic and Microsoft work together on it and others is just really, um, really fascinating to look at where the potential opportunities and then also two challenges could be for some of that technology. When you look at your own organization, um, how do you think about AI and is, is that something that comes up in the boardroom or, or something that's still primarily, you know, um, something that you're thinking through from a technology perspective and potentially, uh, you know, as time goes on, could be ready to bring it into the organization as it makes sense? You know, I, I think it's interesting because it's, it's not on a lot of people's mind right now. We're trying to raise the consciousness of it and raise the awareness of it. But like a lot of things, we're all running so fast and we're trying to do all these great things that it's sort of outside of our peripheral vision at the moment. It is an area of potential risk that I think our risk and legal teams need to take a look at. Definitely our technology teams need to understand. And uh, our operational leadership needs to think through it as well. It's not something we're going to be able to avoid. It's here, and it's just going to grow and continue to become more and more a part of our daily lives. Absolutely. Great perspective. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I just have one more question. And looking into the future, how do you see your role evolving in, in growth for you and the technology teams at Vidalia Health? I think it goes back to that comment around aligning with the organization. You know, I think gone are the days, and maybe they should never have been the days when we just deal with the the plumbing of IT. I think we have to continually work and think like business leaders and not necessarily strictly technology leaders. We have to make better purchases for the organization. We have to do a better job at aligning and using our resources. We have to be more efficient in how we're using what the organization provides us. All of the, a lot of the funds, I think about it this way, when I spend the funds, it's from somebody's grandmother coming in to get a lab done. You know, Am I going to take that money that they provided us and blow that on some piece of technology that's just going to sit on a shelf for the next three years and no one's going to think about? Or some piece of software we're only going to get 10% usage out of? I think we have to be smarter and wiser about our technology purchases, our decisions, find ways to simplify our technology stack, find ways to better leverage the cloud, and just look at ways to, to simplify what we're doing so we can be more efficient and more effective. Fantastic. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. This has been really a fun conversation, and we're excited to have you join us as well in October for the Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event. I know there will be a lot of discussions around many of the themes we've talked about here, and so it'll be great to catch up uh, later this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Last year was a really fun conference, and uh, I think Becker's just does a, a great job, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to participate.